I talk a lot about influencer marketing and affiliates and, you know, people kind of toss around the terms interchangeably, but I, I would like to say that influencers really are just the affiliates of today. Hey everyone, this is Nazar Akio from Max Pro. Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Paul. And we're Love and Pebbles. Hi, this is Lopa Vandermersch from Rasa. Oh, you're listening. And you're listening. And you are listening to, to the e Show. Show. Welcome to the Ecom Show, presented by Blue Tusker, the number one place to hear the inside scoop from other e-commerce experts, where they share their secrets on how they scaled their business and are now living the dream. Now, here is your host, Andrew Math. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Ecom Show. I'm your host, Andrew Math, and today I am joined by the amazing Arlen Robinson. Arlen is the founder of OSI Affiliate. Uh, Arlen, how are you doing today? You ready for a good show? Yep, I'm doing awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you, Andrew. Thank you for having me on. So excited to talk to you about this uh, because we do a lot on the influencer side. We do a lot on the affiliate side. Every time we have that conversation, it kind of is like, well, what's the difference? And I'm super excited to kind of dig into this a little bit, but I love to do the stereotypical thing and kind of give you the floor here. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background, where you started, where you're at, and we'll go from there. Yep, that sounds great. Um, so I've been in the tech space for over 20 years now, believe it or not. Um, we founded our um, company, which is OmniStar Interactive, our main company back in 2000. So this is really kind of when the internet was really just kind of taking shape <laughs> after the late yeah. 90s, as you can imagine, things were kind of forming. Every business was trying to get online. And so... Uh, myself and my business partner, we, we got together and, uh, we're actually college buddies. Um, we grew up in the same town, believe it or not, we didn't know each other <laughs> or we knew of each other. Uh, but we became friends when we went to college. We both attended Howard university in Washington, DC. And, um, we saw each other and said, Hey, I don't, I know you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I recognized <laughs> him from my high school and I said, yeah, you know, we were in a few classes together, but we weren't friends. And so, uh, rest is history. We were both computer engineering engineering majors doing uh, focusing on computer science and software uh, we kind of during our college years we kicked around some ideas we had an entrepreneurial spirit and so uh we said you know we should try to get something together after we get out of here and so uh you know both of us after we graduated we worked for a couple consulting firms uh, in the dc maryland area for a couple of years and on the side we we put together the framework for our web development agency and um we kicked things off about two years into us working uh, for consulting firms and uh, got a contract that was large enough for me to go full time. My business partner, Tariq, joined me shortly after. The rest is history. And so we developed custom websites, web applications for several years and um, got a lot of experience in a lot of uh, niche areas and industries and um, dealt with a lot of startups. So we did that for several years. Then we decided to pivot a bit because from what we were seeing is a lot of businesses at that time were looking for a lot more functionality on their websites. They were looking to send out mailing lists. They were looking to email mailing lists, um, get into email marketing. They were looking into live chat, help us. All of these things were now starting to become in demand. And so we decided to create a kind of a core suite of, of, of web tools that will allow business to do this. So we were really kind of an early SaaS company, you know, early uh, software as a service company and provided these suite of solutions. And so we took a step back from the uh, web development uh, created these tools. And um, one of the tools is 
the tool that was our main software today, which is OSI Affiliate Software. So we had those tools, maybe about five tools up and running for several years. And then we decided to pivot again and focus entirely on our affiliate software, which is the OSI Affiliate Software. So we closeted the other solutions and been rock and rolling ever since with OSI Affiliate. It's been probably about 15 or so years when that's been our only and standalone solution. Um, providing that for businesses, e-commerce businesses, service-based businesses, you name it, um, they've been using it. The, the, the software, of course, has definitely evolved over the years. We've added functionality features, and we're continually growing the software today, as well as our customer base. And so that's uh, kind of the quick and dirty of, of where I am. I'm, um, aside from uh, you know co-founding the business, I'm also the chief operating officer. I do a lot of the partnership development. Um, but I'm also a host of a podcast as well, uh, the e-commerce marketing podcast, where some other podcasts where I interview e-commerce experts, uh, e-commerce marketing experts, uh, and we drill down on a specific digital marketing, uh, e-commerce marketing uh, topic uh, with each episode. And so I stay busy, but I, I love it. Uh, the tech space <laughs> is ever growing. So as you know, um, you know, there's a lot to learn and it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a fun space to be in. Beautiful. Yeah. So obviously as a podcast host yourself, now you get to play the guest with probably very similar questions. So we're going to see right. how this goes. You get to play the other role today. Um, so what made you get, uh, what made you take a focus on the affiliate side after kind of going through the suite of tools and then you decided to stick with affiliates, uh, the OSI affiliate, correct? So what made you realize like, okay, that's our biggest area of opportunity right now? Well, it was uh, it was almost kind of a no brainer as far as the affiliate software. Um, one of the reasons, one of the main reasons, is actually when we kind of initially started the solution, we had uh, a, a customer of ours where we actually developed kind of a, I guess you could say, the initial groundwork for the affiliate software, the initial framework, because we created kind of a custom affiliate referral solution for a a, a startup. Uh, in the supplement space, and um, we after, shortly after we did that, we we just kind of saw the word of mouth marketing space just really grow and take off, and we we're getting requests from other companies to do similar apps, similar custom solutions, and so you know that's kind of how the software was birthed. Uh, then we decided to just say, okay, why don't we just create a solution that all of these solutions, all these different customers can use uh, people from all over the world. And it's just a SaaS service. They just sign up on the website and they can manage it, uh, you know, online. And that's really kind of how it was birthed. Um, the reason we, yeah. we kind of discontinued the other solutions was, you know, that was really the solution that really took off and it just continued to grow year over year. And um, we just kind of decided to go all in on that and uh, focus entirely on it. Nice. So from an e-commerce perspective, which is obviously probably a majority, if not all of what your focus is on, on from yeah. the OSI side. Mm -hmm. What, um, is there like an ideal seller that you see works really well? Cause I know affiliates, like an affiliate approach, obviously pretty much someone who's getting a commission for helping sell product. And then you have your influencer approach, which is if it's strictly influencer marketing, then it's just, you're paying them for eyeballs for the most part. So what is your approach from the affiliate side when you're speaking with a seller and who is kind of like the ideal e-commerce seller for affiliate marketing and obviously OSI? Right, right. Great question. I would say our ideal seller, and this is kind of like 
would represent even right now kind of the majority of our our customer base. Our ideal seller is of course a business e-commerce business that's currently selling online. They have a shopping cart solution. Um, it doesn't really matter which one, any of the major solutions we can integrate into. So our ideal customer is somebody selling online with, let's say, Shopify, Wix, Squarespace, BigCommerce, any of those players we can tie into um, quite easily. Um, so those are really kind of our prime customers um, and people that are looking to not only take advantage of getting affiliates and outside influencers to refer customers to them, but to also utilize their internal customer base and, you know, create an in-house referral program because that can be done with our software. And we have many customers that do that where they have a separate program, affiliate or influencer program for those outside affiliates and influencers. And they also, you know, simultaneously have a referral program for just their in-house customers to refer. And they, of course, are incentivizing them as well. So those really are kind of our ideal customers, people that are looking to, to do either both of those or, or one of those and, and, you know, effectively manage that with their online store. And do you also have, um, <clears throat> I know there's kind of pros and cons to this. Do you also have kind of that, <clears throat> excuse me, that like pre-existing database where, you know, existing affiliates that are using OSI can actually, you know, submit for campaigns and things like that. I know there's a couple competitors out there that have that functionality and depending on how you use it is how that can kind of go. Right. Or is it more of setting up just strictly a referral program, uh, kind of more customer facing only? Um, our cost, our core focus with the software is really the back end is the engine for it, which will allow these businesses to create their and manage these programs. Now, as far as your question is more of, do we have some type of interface where we provide a pool of influencers or affiliates for people to kind of interact with and, and recruit? So we're not a network, so we don't really have a pool, but one of the things that we do do that we make exclusive to all of our customers is we have a pretty extensive online directory that's exclusive to just our customers. So anybody that gets our software can get a free listing in this online directory that is uh, optimized and frequented by affiliates and influencers that are looking for products and services to promote via a referral, referral program. So that's what we do uh, provide, uh, you know. But then they have to be approved, right? Uh, yes, exactly, exactly. They go okay. through the same, when they're recruiting these affiliates and influencers, you know, they're going through the same sign-up process. And so, yes, they would have to be approved, yeah. uh, you know, in order to be able to, uh, you know, sign on to these brands and become an affiliate for them. Yeah. Cause I know the reason I'd ask, cause I know, especially with some of the affiliate software platforms that are out there that are on your, that are, I guess would probably be partially competition is you run into those issues of like these coupon sites that just rip everything off your affiliate program, have right. it everywhere. And then sellers have this issue where their products are being sold for like nothing and they can't right. really have much control over it. So that's kind of, I was curious about like, how does that, work because i know sometimes that can get messy so from a, from uh I, I guess a consultant sort of thing when you're speaking with a new seller or something how do you usually suggest leveraging the platforms do you usually say hey focus on getting your customers to become affiliates or do you kind of say like let's go the influencer route and see if we can get some of the influencers you work with to be affiliates like what's what is the approach or is it kind of dependent 
the approach is a lot of it, of course, is going to be dependent on the, the brand that we're dealing with. But in most cases, we, we tell our brands to really go all in with both channels to focus on getting their customers in the system as well as reach out to out, outside affiliates. And so getting their customers into the whole pipeline to get them signed on to become, you know, brand ambassadors, um, you know, we try to get them to get in there immediately and email their customers. Um, one of the t- tools that we have within our software that will allow an easy sign up for their customers is um, we have a system that uh, our customers can u- upload, let's say, a list of their whole customer base into our system. And then our system will actually then uh, return back uh, a unique link for each of their customers. It's what we call an easy sign up link. So it mm-hmm. kind of goes through that customer list. It generates a unique, uh, easy sign up link for each customer. They can then take this file, import it into their mailing list program, send it out. And so any of their customers, you know, it's basically a pitch email where they're saying, you know, we just launched this referral program. You click on this link, you can uh, sign up here. And uh, the, the advantage to this going this method is when they click on that easy sign up link, all they're doing, it's taking them right to their dashboard. And basically it's activating their account. Only thing the customer has to do is input a password. And then once they do that, they're automatically onboarded into the system. They can start promoting right away. So we recommend all of our customers to do that, go through that process, get their customers into it, and then simultaneously do do an outreach to affiliates as well as influencers. Um, I talk a lot about influencer marketing and affiliates and, you know, people kind of toss around the terms interchangeably, but I I would like to say that influencers really are just the affiliates of today. Um, You know, the word influencer was coined way back in the early 2000, I think by uh, Paris Hilton. She kind of dubs herself as the, the original influencer. And, and you know, in, in, in uh, many respects, she actually was because she leveraged her fame, her celebrity to, uh, to, to great, create really kind of a, uh, you know, an empire where she was not only pitching other companies' products, she even came up with her own product line. And so, you know, that's kind of where it all started. And that whole shift between these influencers and affiliates really is just I, I guess you could say influencers are almost like, uh, well, some of them can be like uh, affiliates on steroids, I guess you could say, because they have yeah. a larger following. They leverage their social platforms and their following to be able to promote products and services for it and, and incentive. And so we suggest many uh, rat routes for people to get influencers and affiliates. One route that I, I always talk about in order to get an influencer for your brand is uh, on any of the given searching on any of the given social networks, let's say Instagram, for instance, I recommend doing hashtag searches for specific hashtags that are utilized by influencers. Um, And so um, now an example that I often use is let's say you're a fashion brand in the city of Chicago and you're looking to find influencers or bloggers in in that area to maybe to promote your brand. If you just go on Instagram right now and do a hashtag search for a Chicago fashion blogger, Chicago fashion influencer, the last I checked, I think it's going to return maybe about 30,000, 30 to 50,000 results. And these are people that are specifically using that hashtag. And so as you can see, just by using that little filter, that search, you're getting a feel for who's using that. And obviously people that are using that are bloggers, they're influencers, they're trying to get recognized. And so 
going through that process can, can get you an initial list. And then it's just, you know, just like anything, you got to do your outreach. You got to do your due diligence or get somebody on your team to do it and um, reach out to them and do a pitch and, and let them know what it is that you're offering. You'd like them to promote your brand and then try to form that relationship and get them into your program. So that's one method that we highly recommend doing. Is there um, is there like a sweet spot for, I guess, what you would say the average order value is for an affiliate program to become really lucrative for the affiliate in itself? One of the one of the reasons I ask is like a lot of the sometimes we'll work with someone and thinking about going in the affiliate direction, they're all about it, and then you have the other side where they're like, eh, "It's just not worth it." Yeah. And I tend to find that. Let's use uh, apparel as an example. Mm. Let's say you've got some cool design t-shirts, but they're nothing crazy. So they're not wildly expensive. So you've got a relatively standard average order value of like I don't know, 50 bucks or something like that. Yeah. So for an affiliate to make any kind of decent uh, you know, commission off of that, they would have to do a good amount of volume. But then we have another side, which I've got some sellers that have stuff where their product lines are like thousands of dollars is the average order value, in which case an affiliate sells one thing and it's worth it. So Mm -hmm. was there kind of like a sweet spot where you're able to see like affiliates have interest and sellers are also willing to give up that commission for whatever that price point is? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that because that that makes sense. Because as you you know, from the outside looking in, you're thinking, okay, let's say the average order value is like you said, maybe fifty dollars. Um, commissions, you know, usually can range anywhere from starting from ten to twenty percent and, and, and upwards. Yeah. And so, as you see, yeah, it's going to take quite a bit of volume in order for it to be, um, you know, lucrative to an affiliate. But one thing to keep in mind, though. And I, I would not discount um, brands that have average order values that are like, you know, $50 and even even a little bit lower than that, because one of the things with affiliates and influencers are, um, you know, for them, it's also all about volume. So even if they're not, you know, um, you know, going to be making a tremendous amount specifically for your brand. They're representing a lot of other brands and so they're kind of doing the same thing. They're kind of replicating what they're doing for you, for other brands. And so um, they understand, you know, it's it's kind of all about numbers as well. And they're in, they're trying to get as many brands that they can to promote. And so the commissions that they're getting definitely add up. So I wouldn't really wouldn't um, uh, be afraid to approach it, even if you're at an average order value, it's just like $50, $50 or so, because there are influencers and affiliates that, you know, those types of uh, price points are their sweet spot. Because what you have to think about is who is their audience? You know, their audience may be a demographic of people where, you know, they're, they're, they're purchasing products within that specific price range. And so that's comfortable for them. And so they they could have a pool of followers that, you know, are in the, uh, you know, numbers of, uh, you know, 50,000, hundred thousands and, and, and on up. Yeah. And so that starts to quickly add up. Um, and then secondly, another thing that you can also do, um, if you're kind of worried about, all right, keeping these influencers and these affiliates on board for a long period of time and, and giving them interested, even if you have a small price point is you can, incentivize them even more by 
kind of giving them a tiered commission type of structure where after they've referred a certain dollar amount of sales, you can bump up their commission. Maybe you're starting them off at 15, 20%, but after they've referred a, a certain amount of, uh, you know, of sales to you, you can bump them up to the next level, 30%, 40% and even higher. Um, and so those are definitely things that you should consider as a brand, you know, to keep these uh, influencers and affiliates motivated, even if you have a smaller average order value. Do you suggest using an affiliate program kind of like as a um, negotiation tactic when you're work when you're, especially when you're starting off with a new influencer? So I know some of these influencers, you start clearing 50 to a hundred thousand followers and yeah. they start asking for thousands upon thousands <laughs> of dollars for yeah. one or two posts. Some are, justifiable some are absolutely not and so it's kind of one of those like do you say like hey if we decrease your guarantee let uh i'll give you you know an affiliate program where you'll get x percent of you know whatever sales you get do you you usually suggest using that as a negotiation negotiation tactic or do you usually say like no just give it to them but let them work it out on their own kind of thing yeah, when you say give them the program, are you meaning getting them onboarded into as a brand, getting them onboarded yeah. into your affiliate program? Yeah, I definitely would say using that as a negotiation tactic because you got to think these affiliates and influencers, they're dealing with so many different brands. There's a lot of brands that don't have anything formalized as far as, uh, you know, tracking referrals. Um, they may not have a formal referral program. I, I talk to brands all, all the time and our team does as well, where, you know, we have some brands there. They're just tracking things just via spreadsheets. You know, they're giving out promo codes yeah. to a list of affiliates. Then they have a spreadsheet and they're just going through their orders, tracking, okay, who used this particular promo code? And they have somebody manually calculating the commissions. And so, you know, there's a lot of companies still doing that. And yeah, that, that that's, you know, maybe doable at a small scale for the brand. And, you know, maybe okay for the affiliates, you know, as long as they're getting paid. But on the affiliate side, they could be a little bit leery about, the transparency there because there's no transparency. It's just the brand that has this spreadsheet in there. You know, you're just trusting them to, you know, hopefully give you the right commission and, and you yeah. know, look through the, the sales and calculate that. So yeah, if you come to them up front and say, yeah, we we have a um, an affiliate software program, you're gonna get your own dashboard. Uh, we will provide tools for you, uh, social sharing posts, uh, social sharing graphics and media. You'll get a unique link, you'll get promo codes. You'll be able to see all of your clicks, your conversions, everything's available for you. I think that's a huge selling point for these affiliates because, you know, they're they're used to seeing both sides of things. And that transparency, I think, can definitely speak volumes to, you know, giving them that trust factor that will allow them to continue to stay with you. Beautiful. Arlen, really appreciate you having you on the show. Um Super insightful, learned a lot, really appreciate it. I'd love to give you the opportunity here, let everyone know where they can find out more about you and obviously more about OSI. Yeah, no problem. I'm, I was glad to be able to come on and, and hopefully everything uh, you know went through well and um, the brands that are listening you know, take this advice because it's really not going anywhere. Word of mouth marketing, affiliate marketing is, uh, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's a huge, it's huge business. I recommend every e-commerce brand to, if they're not they don't have a current affiliate program to definitely think about starting it, either for affiliates and influencers as well as for their internal customers of referral program. Uh, but if anyone uh, is looking to uh, check out affiliate marketing, maybe want to uh, try our software, the, the easiest way to get to it is you can just go to the quick link, uh, getosi.com. It's just get 
osi.com and it'll take you to our site where you can check out our OSI affiliate software. Um, if you're looking to connect with me and, uh, and get access to all of my social channels, you can actually just go to my uh, website where you can see all of my speaking engagements, take a look at our podcast, as well as access all of our, all of my social handles and links. You can just go to my website, which is just arlenrobinson.com. And uh, I'd love to talk to brands and give them advice. And I'm really always excited to help uh, fellow entrepreneurs. Beautiful. And I'll make sure we put that in the show notes and stuff too. But Arlen, really appreciate you having me on the show. Obviously, everyone else that tuned in, thank you as well. You know the drill. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff on whichever podcast platform you want, or just head over to ecomshow.com to check out all of our past episodes. But for usual, thank you all for joining, and we'll see you all next time. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to the Ecom Show. Head over to ecomshow.com to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or on the Blue Tusker YouTube channel. The Ecom Show is brought to you by Blue Tusker, a full-service digital marketing company specifically for e-commerce sellers looking to accelerate their growth. Go to bluetusker.com now for more information. Make sure to tune in next week for another amazing episode of The Ecom Show.